Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you this morning. I want to especially thank Pastor Joe for the invitation uh, to come and, and share the word this morning. Um, also want to let you know I have a little history here uh, at Medford Church. Um, 28 years ago, I went through my ordination interviews uh, over in the other building, and uh, they're fond memories because I passed. <laughs> so, uh, and now I'm retired, so they're really fond memories. Uh, but it is good, uh, good to be with you this morning. I also want to thank um, for the warm welcome and hospitality that I've received um, and, and the work that so many have done uh, to make sure that everything was ready uh, to go this morning. This morning we do begin our, our journey through the season of Lent, a journey that will take us through the valley, particularly focusing on this word lament, which we're going to unpack quite a bit uh, this morning. Lent is a time of self-reflection, perhaps of re-engaging or engaging for the first time spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices like prayer and meditation and fasting and worship and scripture and, and all the ways that uh, we can draw ourselves closer to God uh, in, a, in a time of personal uh, spiritual development and, and practices. Our first stop in our Lenten journey this morning is Psalm 13. Uh, this is a psalm that was written by David. And, and if you look at the heading in the scriptures, it says it was written for the director of music. So we know when you see that, that it was written to be used not only personally, but also to be used in a worship setting. So I want us to listen again to what David has to say and particularly listen to the places where you hear David lamenting to God. How long will you forget me, Lord? Forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I be left to my own wit's agony, agony filling my heart? Daily? How long will my enemy keep defeating me? Look at me. Answer me, Lord. Restore sight to my eyes, otherwise I'll sleep the sleep of death, and my en enemy will say, I won. My foes will rejoice over my downfall, but I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. Yes, I will sing to the Lord because God has been good to me. Psalm 13 is, in fact, a psalm of lament. And I have to say, as uh, Joe invited me to begin our Lenten journey together and, and shared with me that the focus was going to be on lament. Um, like, okay. <laughs> Lament's not really a, a word or, or concept that's even familiar to us in our, in our modern times, is it? Aren't we, aren't we a lot more comfortable singing, don't worry, be happy? Right? than crying out in lament. But I want to make sure we're all working out of the same uh, definition this morning. So when we use the word lament, here's, here's what a lament is. And I'm going to repeat it in case you miss it the first time. A lament is a prayer expressing sorrow, pain, or confusion. A lament is a prayer expressing sorrow, pain, or confusion. You see why we might shy away from lament. 
And I have to say also that lament, it, it's a much deeper emotion than simply being um, unhappy or sad. I might be unhappy that I didn't get what I want for Christmas, but I'm going to lament. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lament that there's so many people in the world that wake up every day with no home and no shelter and no food and no clothing and no resources to change any of that reality. Do you see the difference? I might be sad that my mother-in-law is coming to visit, <laughs> but very rarely will it ever rise to lament. But I might lament all of the families all over the nation and the world that are broken and, and, and don't see eye to eye and have been um, just separated from each other for whatever the reason. I think you get the idea, but the difference between sadness or unhappiness and this deep feeling of lament. And lament is, is important for us, especially, I think, in this season of Lent. One biblical scholar I read explained the importance of lament this way. He said, the world in which we live is broken. And in some way or another, we experience that brokenness pretty much every day. On the news, we see wars in foreign lands, stories of poverty and neglect, ongoing vicious political discourse, gun violence in our neighborhoods and schools, and the list goes on and on, all the ways that our world is broken. We also experience, either in our own lives or, or with those that we love, things like illness and broken relationships or substance abuse and, and the like. And I don't know about you, but when I experience brokenness, I can be devastated, defeated, exhausted, and, and left with a sense of hopelessness. Sometimes when I experience that brokenness at a deep enough level, I don't even know what to pray to God for. And friends, lament gives us the words to those feelings and emotions. Lament gives us words so that we can then take our prayers and lay them at God's throne of grace. And to that end, I say, thank God for the Psalms, because almost a third of the Psalms are Psalms of lament. And oh, by the way, there's a whole book in the scriptures that's called Lamentations. So you can imagine what that's full of, lament. And as I read the Psalms and as I read Lamentations, I will find the right words bring to God, articulating my emotions and my thoughts. And all of that tells me that like every other emotion we might have, God wants to hear our pain. God wants to hear our anguish. God wants to hear our devastation and our hopelessness. In short, God wants us to lament when that is the honest emotions we are feeling. But again, I, I want to be clear. Lament is not simply 
God-approved grumbling. Here's what happens when we lament. In lament, we recognize God's wisdom and our finiteness. Sorrow and hopeless are disorienting to us. No one comes out of a season of hopelessness or, or grief feeling capable and wise and whole and healthy. But looking to God in our pain, bringing to God our pain, reminds us of our limits, but also the endless scope of God's knowledge and God's wisdom and God's love and God's care. When we lament, we learn to trust in God. I think lament is a, is a direct expression of trust in God. And I found the more we trust in God with our sadness, the more we are likely to trust in God with all of our emotions and with all of our feelings, with everything. And in lament, we understand more of God's grace and love. In our deepest, darkest, darkest moments, we cry out to the Lord and we bring to God nothing but our needs. As God meets us and helps us, we see, we're reminded that God is, in fact, gracious and loving. In Psalm 13, David begins the psalm by saying, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? That is a deep lament. But by the psalm's end, David declares, I trust, O God, in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. You see the movement here from lament to praise to assurance. Friends, lament shapes us and deepens our relationship with God. But there are other, what I like to call, positive side effects as well positive impacts on our lives as disciples of Christ. And here's what I have found is I bring my pain, my discomfort, my grief, and even my hopelessness to God. One is things that I've, I've found is that I become a better neighbor. When we bring our grief to the Lord, we become more aware of the grief of others. We are more likely to listen to our loved ones and neighbors with empathy kindness and love when they experience the brokenness of the world because we've been there and done that. Just a quick side note though. If you have a loved one or a friend who's going through a tough time, please, please, please do not look them in the eye and say, I know exactly what you're going through. Or I know exactly how you feel. Instead, simply say, I'm so sorry. How can I help? Can I pray for you? When we lament, we become better neighbors. But when we lament, we also walk in the footsteps of Jesus. In his ministry, and especially in his sufferings, Jesus brought his sorrow to God. Jesus lamented 
to God. Here's just two examples from Luke 19. As Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known this day what would bring you peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. And probably the most powerful lament from the lips of Jesus, it comes from the 14th chapter of Mark's gospel. Jesus and the disciples go to Gethsemane, and he says to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And then he takes Peter and James and, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. And he prayed, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, Jesus falls to the ground and prays, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Deep, deep lament on the lips of Jesus. So I want to leave us with a few practical steps to experience the power and, dare I say, the gift of lament. One is, during this season of Lent, read the book of Lamentations. Google Psalms of Lament. And then pray them, read them, find those that give you the words to what you're going through or those whom you love are going through. But also, I want to I say this so that we're not um, shy in our lament. Do not be afraid to bring your complaints to God. They are the reason... I'm sorry, complaints form the heart of lament. They are the reason we are sad before God, but I think sometimes we hesitate and we, we say to ourselves, can I really speak that way to God? Am I really allowed to talk to God like that? Brothers and sisters, we are not only allowed to talk to God this way, it's what God wants from us if those are the honest emotions we're feeling. Now to be sure, there are some ungodly ways to complain to God. But many of us are experiencing things right now that we cannot do anything about. And it's okay to go to God and say, God, are you seeing this? God, look at what's happening in the world. Look at what's going on in, in Gaza. Look what's happening in, in Israel. Look at the number of children that every day around the world and in our country and, and in others suffer and die from pre preventable things like gun violence and food insecurity and malnutrition. Friends, it's okay to speak to God that way because this kind of sharp, acute cry is all over the Psalms and all throughout the book of Lamentations. David says, how long will you forget me, O God? Forever? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Bring your complaints to God and do not be afraid that you will offend God in the process. Ask then boldly for God to intervene. After we've brought our complaints to God, then ask God to act. 
Our bold requests are anchored in God's character. We beg him to intervene because he is just, because God is loving, because he is faithful, and because God keeps his promises. God, the war in Ukraine seems to be going on forever. Do something. Deliver the people from bloodshed and destruction. Warm the hearts of those who are able to make changes so that peace can prevail. Healthy lament always moves to intercession instead of getting stuck in the complaint. Did y'all hear that? Healthy lament always moves to intercession, always moves to, to asking God to intervene not getting stuck in complaining. And then finally, choose to trust. After we complain and ask God to intervene, turn to hope. If we know the promises of God, and if he always keeps his promises, we can trust them. Again, in the psalm we read this morning, uh, David writes, I trust in your faithful love, O God. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Godly lament produces the fruit of hope, in a future in which lament will not be necessary. Godly lament produces fruit and a hope for a time where lament will no longer be necessary. Friends, our greatest hope in every lament ultimately lies in the hope that one day lament will be no more. Remember in Revelation 21, it reads, there'll be a day that God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Death will be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. That's the hope we hope for. That's the hope of God's promise for the future. But in the meantime, I want to encourage each and every one of us to embrace lament this Lenten season. Don't be afraid to cry out to the Lord with the depths of your being. Don't be afraid to be honest with God. Guess what, folks? He already knows what's going on in our lives. We might as well tell him. But don't also forget to move from lament to intercession to hope. And as we do, let us always remember God knows, God cares, and God is eager for us to trust him in all things, but especially with our sorrow. Amen?